Hi, and welcome to the Wise Women's Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Angela Council. And with a background as a naturopath, I thought I knew exactly what happened to women when they reached menopause until I experienced it myself. I then realized that there was so much more to this time of life than what was written in the textbooks. I decided it was time to bring this stage of life out of the closet and to have some open and honest conversations with women who are going through the same journey. Wise Women's Conversation has been created to share information and experiences from other wise women in our community. Sit back and listen to the wise women speak. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Wise Women's Conversations. And I'm so excited to bring you this episode this week. I know I'm excited every week, but this one's extra special because Shan Withnell is a very, very, very dear friend of mine. And we're having, actually, we have these types of conversations quite often. And so we're going to have this conversation and it's been recorded and you get to hear what we have to say. Now, Shan is an intuitive massage therapist. Um, She does the best massages in the world, but she also has some amazing gifts of clairvoyance and she does a lot of energy healing as well. And she also is a hypnotherapist. She does a um, technique called RTT, Rapid Transformation Therapy. And in this conversation, we're talking about the mind-body connection and how, you know, quite often we bury our emotions and they come out in physical symptoms. And because Shan has worked as a massage therapist, she's actually been able to feel a lot of this within people's bodies. She, She has the gift to be able to feel the emotions that people hold in their bodies and then with her other psychic gifts, she's also been able to help some other people. So now that she uses RTT as well, it's kind of like another tool in her um, her toolkit, which allows her to really help people heal on a emotional as well as physical level. So enjoy this conversation because I always enjoy speaking to Shan. Um, as I said, we are very very good friends, and when you when you're in Shan's presence, you can't help but feel happy. Um, if For those of you who are watching the video, you will see the gorgeous smile that she has. Those of you who are listening to the audio, you can hear the smile that she has. It's, it's in her voice. She is such a gentle soul and I'm so honoured um, to, number one, call her a friend and two, to introduce what she does to as many people as possible. So enjoy the conversation and I'll be back at the end. Bye. Hello and welcome back to this week's conversation that I am having with a dear, dear friend of mine. Her name is Shan and I've known Shan for, I can't remember how long, many, many years. Um, I first met Shan as because she was a massage therapist and she was the best massage therapist I had ever met. And then as I got to know Shan, I realised she had some other gifts. Um, Shan calls herself an, an intuitive massage therapist. She has a gift Oh, she has some psychic abilities, her clairvoyant abilities, which she has always used within um, her sessions for those who are open to it. And recently, she's also added another great tool to her um, healing kit, which make which I want to talk to her about today because it's so much so exciting. And it's called RTT, so Rapid Transformational Therapy. And this is really about getting into those, that subconscious, the belief systems that are holding you back, that are uh, stopping you from creating what it is that you want in your life. And many of us, well, not, well, all of us, all of us have some type of belief system mm. that doesn't serve us. And sometimes this will be about um, the food we eat. This might be about the way we look at the world. It can also affect our cell, our bodies on a physical level. So we're going to talk about all of that today. I'm so looking forward to this conversation because it's my favourite topic. I love talking about <laughs> stuff like this. So welcome, Shan. Thank you. Hello, hello. It's great to be here. <laughs> and one thing, for those of you who are watching this on the video, one thing that I absolutely love about Shan is that no matter when I see her, no matter what is going on in her life, she always has the biggest <laughs> smile for everyone and she's got this gorgeous laugh and it doesn't matter what's going on. So those of you who can see the video will see her. Those of you who are listening to the audio, you will hear her because you hear the joy in her 
You hear that laugh. I love that laugh. <laughs> so, Shen, tell us about, just give us a little bit of an overview of how you've got to where you are right now with massage and tapping into that um, intuitive side that you have, that, that ability that you have, your witchiness, as we call it. Uh, when my kids talk about you know, me being a witch, I remind them that you're more of a witch than I am. <laughs> <laughs> talk, about, talk about how you got to where you were and then the next step when you realised that there was something else and that's when you found rapid transformation. Just give us a little bit of an overview of what's going on, what's happened for you over the last, I don't know, 20-odd years or so. 20 years, well. Just condensed. <laughs> Well, I've been a massage therapist for a long time. Um, I've always, always been interested in the woo-woo side of life. And I think I was exposed to it quite young as well. So I was always very open-minded and curious. And then um, I, I studied osteopathy, actually. That was my first introduction to bodywork. And I was very, very lucky that one of my lecturers was very alternative. So he had us you know, looking at crystals. He had us learning how to palpate through the phone book. Let me just turn that off. I'm not quite sure what happened there. Um, so I was learning in London at the London School of Osteopathy and he had us, um, we had to learn how to palpate a hair through the London phone book. And if you have ever seen the London phone book in those days, you know, it was massive. They probably don't even have one anymore. But um, so we'd started off, you know, you'd pull out a hair and you'd put it between two pages and you'd feel where the hair was. And eventually you'd be able to feel through the whole phone book. And he had us, you know, eventually we could put our hands on someone's belly and feel where there might be a blockage or really he was just, these are exercises that um, Leon Chato actually, very famous osteopath um, also in England, has in a couple of his books. And um, Chris Eady was my lecturer's name and he was he had us doing some of these exercises and doing really, really out there stuff. So he was really into kinesiology back in the days when kinesiology was still fairly new. Um, and that always seemed really weird too, you know, that you could muscle test something and, and the person didn't even have to be in the room. So all of that really appealed to my Scorpio witchiness and... Um, so all the way through my training, I had this very structural, practical, mechanical training and this very alternative, energetic, woo-woo kind of training. And all the way through, I was interested in both. So I'd go off and do a crystal healing course as well as doing a, you know, how to fix your back course. And that kind of carried on. And then eventually, oh, about how many years ago would it have been? Probably about 11 10 or 11 years ago, I had an ulcer on my ankle and it was incredibly painful. I had it for years and and in my search for um, a cure for this ulcer, because I couldn't walk and couldn't sleep and I was getting really depressed and I put on a lot of weight and, you know, there was so much I couldn't do. So in a quest to heal myself, you know, I went out and looked at all sorts and I signed up for a meditation class. And my meditation class turned out to be a psychic development class. <laughs> so suddenly I went, oh, I know how to do this. And, oh, that's what you call it, you know, this stuff that I had always kind of known about and, and kind of known how to do. I just didn't have names for it. So, and, of course, as I was practising, because the more you practise, the more you focus on something, the more that kind of thing comes into your life. As I was practicing in my meditation class, of course, I was getting massage clients in who had things going on. And so I was able to, I remember the very first time I had my hand on someone's shoulder and I just got this massive wave of grief. And, and I went, oh, you're really sad. There's something really sad in your shoulder. And then this whole story came out and then it kind of evolved and I would get film clips or I'd get um, little collages or I'd get little messages or I'd get um, images or just all kinds of information would come through. So um, so then I started bringing that into my sessions and so the massage was never really just a massage, you know, it was always no, all this other never. stuff. <laughs> there were times I think I've been to have a massage with you and you've never laid hands on me. <laughs> 
Oh dear. <laughs> no, but I got exactly what I needed at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's always been really exciting and really fun because, you know, you never really know what's going to happen. But with all of this stuff going on and bringing messages through for people and sometimes bringing messages through from dead people to people, you know, it was all amazing, but there was always this part that, um, you know, I like to I like to complete things. I like to finish things, and and sometimes you can go so far and you can't go any further. And I knew that the mind had something to do with it. I knew that um, it's not just positive thinking. I knew that you could change the world. You could change your body through your mind. I just didn't really have a a system or a process to do that. And this also that I was telling you about. I mean, I. A combination of changing my diet, changing my routines, exercise, doing things, but mostly I would sit and visualize the cells regrowing. I would visualize the the hole closing up and the cells growing and the skin growing and and slowly, 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 and then it seemed all of a sudden it happened. So I knew you could do it. Um, I just didn't know how to really help other people to do that apart from saying just visualise, but that's such a general thing and people, mm. you know, they either know it or they don't and, you know, it doesn't matter how much you explain it, it's really difficult. Anyway, then I came across uh, Marissa Peer, who is a very famous hypnotherapist um, in England and in, in America as well and she had this, this modality that she developed called rapid transformational therapy and her whole thing is that in, you know, between one to three sessions, you can pretty much fix everything. I, I would modify that and say about 80 to 90% of things. Some things, I, I, I like to say heal. You can heal most things. You can't cure most things. You know, some things, some things you just can't cure. To me, the, the kind of... Um, definition of cure is to take it back to how it was before mm. heal is to modify it maybe make it better or you know so you might not cure from cancer but you can heal yeah from cancer and, and get to a point where maybe you're not cured but you can live a better life you can live a better way and maybe you'll live you know as long as you are going to live or maybe you won't but through healing and, and coming to peace with what's going on i think it's a it's a better outcome for everybody anyway um much to my amazement she has used uh, rtt and you know there are thousands of us around the world now who've been trained in this method and they're getting amazing healings for physical things mental things emotional things all those kinds of things but i kind of jumped on that and went oh my god here's a here's a way to help people facilitate their healing mm -hmm. so it's a way in to their mind it's a way to change the underlying belief and i think um through my training actually with rapid transformational therapy i've just realized that most of us are running on programs that we kind of installed in ourselves when we were two or four you know when yeah, we all really came young. from our parents or grandparents or generations or even before then because yeah because we we're born some of the stuff we've we're born with some of this stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and most of us don't even know that this is going on, you know, you, or you might know that something happened, but you don't really know what the underpinning thing is. And the whole idea with the RTT is that if you can change the underlying belief or the underlying, um, the way things are, you can, you can affect your biology, you can affect your beliefs and you can affect your behaviours. So, people can be completely cured of the most amazing things. Um, you know, from, you know, the big dreaded C, cancer, to, to um, there was someone the other day who um, was going bald and over a period of two or three months, I think she completely, she's got this whole head of hair back. <laughs> and, you know, it's incredible. In fact, even one person last week in the forum said that she's actually managed to enlarge her breasts. Right. <laughs> I don't need to do that, but I thought, well, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> so because a lot of our, I mean, most of our listeners 
are women who are going through, you know, their mid-stage of life, their perimenopause, their menopause change. And for some women, that can be a pretty tough time and it can be very, very physical. And I've got a belief that a lot of that is because we've got unhealed wounds. You know, like yeah. when we come through menopause, it's the same as what we did when we came into menstruation, but we've got a hell of a lot more baggage. And yes. women are holding a lot of this baggage and until we can release it, it's very difficult to step into the next stage of life. And we kind of get stuck here and get really, we get very negative and we get very overwhelmed by everything that's going on because our body is changing and we're not embracing it. So where do you see RTT can help with this? Now, we'll just answer that question first, then I'm going to, oh, there's a whole pile of questions. We start there. <laughs> Because it can help, can it? Of yes. course it can help. Of course it can Absolutely, help. absolutely. It's changing these belief systems around ageing, around what menopause is about, about these wounds that we with a wound. Mm. So many women, I think, I don't know if it's just our generation, but I would guarantee that just about every single woman in our generation at some stage has had some type of sexual experience advance something they didn't want, which they buried down. Mm. Yeah, and we've also had to deny our feminine energy for the sake of the, for the masculine, the patriarchy. So we've got all this shit going on. We've got so much shit going on and it's just <laughs> overwhelming. And, you know, it, it um, manifests, it presents in so many different ways and particularly in this time, I think this is a very different time for us to be perimenopausal and menopausal to the time that our mothers were. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we have bigger expectations. We have more desires. We have... Um, we do yeah, more. We want more. We do more. We, we are more than, than they were in, so, in many, many ways. And I think um, women at this time, we're kind of stuck with that old model of menopause and that old thinking about, you know, you're getting old, you're drying up, you all those things. So there's all this emotional stuff tied up with it. But there's also, you know, our bodies are doing weird things and our hormones are doing weird things. And with the RTT, you know, a lot of women in this stage are also finding themselves empty nesters. You know, their kids are growing up and leaving home. Or some of us, like us, still have kids at home. You know, it's a funny kind of time. Part of us is wanting to step away from that mothering and, and we're kind of stuck there. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it can feel like you're stuck too sometimes. Yeah. And, and a lot of women at this stage are looking for more and they're a bit lost and they're, they're not really sure what they want in life. They don't know what they want. They don't know where they want to be or who they want to be. And I think... Um, they're going to get lost in this looping thought that goes round and round and a lot of women are splitting up from their partners or finding new partners or um you know there's a so much change at this yeah. time of life and and there's a whole emotional thing there's also all the hormonal stuff there's the you know the the hot flushes there's all the dietary stuff that happens and rtt can help actually help with all of those things um it's really exciting because I get women who come in and they, you know, I don't know what I want. Well, RTT is a really easy way to access why they don't know what they want. And and it helps, what, what can I say? It helps with things like confidence. It helps with um, self-belief and self-worth and feeling enough because a lot of us, you know, have felt like we never really measured up. Or because we, we feel our value comes from being a mother, a wife, or whatever. Mm. And then when that shifts, and particularly the mother bit, you know, that obviously it's not for all women because not all women are mothers, but the majority are. When that goes, when you're no longer the, I mean, you're always a mother, but you know the, the active mother, it's like, well, where's my value? And what do who, I do now? Yeah, who am I? It's like, mm. because society doesn't value us very much once we get to that stage of life because we have no value. We had a value when we were raising children because we were raising the next generation. But, you know, and the number of women who, you know, those who chose to stay at home um, to raise children and didn't have a career, then all of a sudden they're kind of left. And we even look at the way our governments work these mm -hmm. days where, you know, women over the, I think women over the age of 50, um, highest level of unemployed, Absolutely. they get homelessness. 
homelessness, they get put on New Start, which is not enough for them to live. And it's like all this stuff that because it's just a no value in what we do. Now, mm-hmm. yes, men have a similar thing, but I don't think it's quite as um, dramatic and I don't think it happens as much to men as it does to women. No, I don't think so, yeah. And and men kind of have a value whether they're fathers or not. They're, That's right. They're so tied up with work and... and um, and, you know, it's really amazing if a man stays home with his kids, you know. Everyone thinks that it's really... Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and a woman does, it's like, okay, yeah, right, that's normal. Yeah, I know. It's, you know, like, yeah, I'm babysitting tonight. Well, no, actually, you're just being a father. It's yeah, like, absolutely. You're not, you're not babysitting. You're being a father. Yeah. But then, this is, a lot of this is really to do with our patriarchal society, isn't it? Mm. You know, Absolutely. way we've been raised, we've all we've been living in patriarchal society for the last couple of hundred um, years, hmm. and it's all very much around you know the the strive for success hmm. and everything is done within our masculine energy, and we don't really value the feminine energy because that makes you soft, it makes you weak. Yet, hmm. you know, the st- strongest thing any person could do is bring a new life into this world. Yet, it's we're still seen to be weak. You know, and it's like, you know, and then, you know, some of the, even some of the languaging around our sexual organs and our genital areas is like, as if it's weak, it's like, my God, have you ever pushed a baby out that hole? It's like, you know, you know, and if men did it, the world would be different. It would be a very different world. (laughs) But this is the belief systems that we've grown up with. We've grown up with this belief system and many of us probably, you know, when I think back to when I was, you know, probably under 10 and I used to see my grandmother. Now, when I was under 10, you know, she was probably, I don't know, she was probably 50, which mm. is the same age as I am now, but she was old. Yeah, and that's absolutely. what that's what I grew up with is, is that when you kind of get to this age, you're old, you know, because in those days, yeah, they looked old. These days... Mm we get to 50 and we don't think we're old you know no, as they we say, don't. you know 50 is the new or what is it 50 is the new 40 or 50 mm. is the new 30 we just keep giving it different ages but we live a different life mm. but we've still got this belief system that all this stuff is all buried in our dna which when we get to this stage of life no matter how much we would like to think oh i'm open i've got all this you know i've got it all under control i'm going to do this if we don't really go in and heal that stuff, mm. we're gonna regardless. We're gonna there's gonna be days we're gonna wake up and we feel stiff and sore and say, "Oh my god, I'm feeling really old today." Yes. <laughs> and in fact, what it is is you're just feeling stiff and sore today, and you probably felt stiff, stiff and sore when you were 25 and you'd done some exercise. No real difference except today you're feeling old. Yes. Yeah. And and that's the stuff. And so with RTT what you're saying is that we can get in and we can really, we can readjust those belief systems. Because <laughs> this yeah. is a form of hypnotherapy and some people get a little bit hung up on hypnotherapy because they think that it's altering your mind and, you know, you're going to mm. make me do run around like a chook or something like that because all the, you know, the stuff, the, the entertainment style of hypnotherapy. But Stage hypnotherapy has done us such a disservice. <laughs> that's right. But because this isn't altering your mind, no. is it? It's, it's tapping into, what do we call it? It's tapping into your inner self, really, isn't it? It's tapping into your subconscious. It, what, all you're doing is, is it's a gateway into your subconscious mind. So we, you know, we so use... Explain subconscious five, mind to our, I understand what it is, but to our listeners, explain what that means. Because I think sometimes we can use these terms and people kind of go, well, what the hell is she talking about? What is that? Hmm. What, what's the subconscious mind? What is it? So the conscious mind is the part that you use all the time when you're thinking consciously. You're thinking, oh, I need to go to the toilet or I need to write that message down or I need to make a phone call or you're cooking something. And if, you're, it's, if it's a new recipe and you're following the recipe, that's a very conscious um, 
thing to do mm -hmm. to cook something new. If you're cooking something that you've cooked 10,000 times before, you're probably having a conversation, you're probably reading something else or listening to something on, on your podcast or whatever while you make something that you've made a 1,000 times before. That's unconscious. Driving home from... Um, well, for me, I come past the Baha'i Temple, you know, every time I drive home from somewhere and and most of the time I go, oh, there's the sea and, and that's a conscious thing. But sometimes I'll be driving home and I'll think, oh, I don't remember going past the Baha'i Temple. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's an un, a subconscious, you know, you're relying on those automatic um, neural pathways that you've done 10 million times, you don't have to think about it. You don't have to plan it. You don't have to do anything. You can be listening to the radio and thinking about, you know, what's for dinner and working out your shopping list and all those things are happening while you're driving home. That whole driving home thing is happening in your subconscious. Unless something snaps you out of it, something happens, someone breaks suddenly, something catches your attention, it snaps you back into conscious and you're right there again. Going to the movies, when you're watching a movie and you're caught up in the story and something happens really sad and you start crying, well, that's, that's hypnotherapy. You know, that's being hypnotised because you're so in that moment, you're so in that what's happening in the movie that you have a real emotion in response to pictures on a flat screen. Mm. So your mind can't actually tell the difference between what's real and what's not. It's just taking in all this information and it thinks it's all real. So when you're in clinical hypnotherapy, when you're being hypnotised, all you're doing is accessing that part of your mind that you're not using consciously all the time. So it means that you can get very quickly to answers that if you were consciously thinking, you know, when did this happen to me? Oh, you know, what happened? What were you doing last Wednesday afternoon? You know, you might sit there and go, well, I don't know, I need to check my diary. <laughs> but under hypnosis, you know, we can say, let's go back to the first time you felt helpless, the first time you felt not good enough. And so under hypnosis, you can go, and it might not be the first time, but it's very early on. Mm. So in an RTT session, we usually go back to three or four scenes that might be the first time you felt this way. And it might not be the first time, but it's very representative yeah. of the first time. So some people go back to really mundane, really insignificant things, but it's your interpretation of what happened that forms the belief. So it might be something, you know, nothing at all. You would think of it now and think, well, how could that possibly have created this problem that I've got now? But your four-year-old self heard something, saw something, you know, something happened, your four-year-old self went, that's not safe. I can't do that anymore. And that's what's sitting in your subconscious, you know. If I'm in this situation, it's not safe for me to do that. So I will keep myself small. Mm -hmm. I'll keep myself insignificant. I'll keep myself, you know, hidden so that I will be safe is often what happens. And so, then we get left. <laughs> so finding that point is is one thing so we opened that up so we've now we've opened up whatever that wherever that came from mm -hmm. what's the next step because now we know we're aware so we've got an awareness and obviously we don't stop at awareness because if, no. we, don't, if we don't heal that if we don't change the meaning of whatever that that situation was it's still there we're just now aware of it absolutely so what's the next step because we what we need to go a step further don't we so in that situation where you may have found where that belief came from, that story you told yourself that, that kept you safe, in that situation you go, well, now you understand why and how that belief came up, let's change it. Sometimes you might be holding on to something um, and sometimes under hypnosis you can talk to that part of you that's holding on to that fear or anger or whatever it is so sometimes you'll say you know i want to talk to that part of angela that is the anger mm -hmm. and then you might say well what's your role in angela's life what's your function in angela's life what's your purpose in angela's life and often it's safety to keep her safe to keep her you know what sometimes there's four or five different things that its role is and then again while you're still under hypnosis you might go well I don't need that anymore. Or you might say, 
is that part ready to leave? You know, that part's done an amazing job at keeping me safe, but it's not serving me any longer. It's really not helping me anymore. I really want you to leave. That and is, so that's and sometimes, separating the emotion from who you are too, isn't it? Because that's absolutely. the kind of thing is we, we own our emotions, don't we? I am happy. I am sad. Mm. I am afraid rather than fear is. I prison. feel. Yeah. 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 Because we, we like to own things. It's a little bit of a human trait is we like to own as much as possible and that includes all of these emotions. And when we own them, it's hard to let go because we don't want to lose it because no. we're giving away part of ourselves. Mm. Absolutely. And, we, and even with illness, you know, we go, oh, my bad eyesight or my mm. cold, yeah. my yeah. cough. You know, as soon as you own it, it doesn't want it. You, it's like, oh, that's mine. My that's weight. Right. How often do we try and lose weight? Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I, no, totally. And that's one of the things <laughs> when I work with clients, it's like, well, it's not actually about weight. Let's focus on what you do want. What do you want? Mm. You know, because when you focus on what you do want, the weight loss becomes a natural byproduct. If you're trying to create, you know, be healthy and happy, weight loss will become a natural byproduct. You don't need mm. to worry about that because you're focusing on being healthy and happy you know Absolutely. And all, all all things in your life you know mm. because we but we tend to you know a number of people i've heard who say i am asthmatic i am diabetic it's like well no your body at the moment is expressing <laughs> that mm. but you are not that but when and this is so when people have identified with something and we go through they go through and for whatever reason they say okay so just just say Let's just go asthma, okay? Yeah. Someone comes to you and says, can you help me get rid of my asthma? And you say, well, yeah, with RTT I can. But if they've owned that, that and they've spent the last, last X number of years going, I'm asthmatic, I'm asthmatic, then we go in, you go in, you find where it started, what all that is about. That's actually a core of who they are when they say, I am asthmatic. What is left when that's gone? Well, that's what... That's the big secret with the RTT because what you do is if they are okay to release that, if they're ready to release it, they release that and then you obviously there's a void. You have to fill yeah. it. So then you fill it with the new belief, with the new, with the healing. So that's when the other part of the magical part of the RTT happens is it's called the transformation and I make a recording. And in that recording, if it's something like asthmatic, you know, asthma, then you would be talking about how your breathing is, you know, full and how your bronchioles, exp you know, expand with air and how your lungs fill up with air and they efficient and they, um, what am I trying to say? How that oxygen exchange is really perfect and how they have so much more lung capacity and the oxygen comes into there. So basically what you're doing is, giving them a program, giving their mind a program that will affect their body. So in the, exactly the same way that I healed my ulcer by imagining it, the cells growing, the skin growing, the whole closing up, in exactly the same way, you're giving them the words, you're giving them the pictures in your mind because everything comes down to the pictures that you hold in your mind. You're giving them those pictures, those words that, are giving instructions to the body for how they want the body to work. And then in that recording, which varies between about 15 and 25 minutes, they have to go home and listen to that every day, twice a day, as often as they possibly can every day for a month. And it takes, you know, nerves grow and they're, you know, they're not all that strong. And then you, every time you repeat an action, you're putting more myelin on that sheath, more yeah, myelin yeah. on that nerve, until eventually it's a really super highway and it's automatic. And that's what you're trying to do by reinforcing that message every single day, several times a day in some cases. You're getting the mind to create the pictures that will then affect the body. So that's not giving someone another identity, though, is it? So rather than being I am asthmatic, now it's I am something else. It's really, it's actually changing the whole way of looking at things, isn't it? So rather than owning it, it's just... So if, if they want an identity, they can say, I'm, I'm asthma-free or I'm healthy and strong. 
sometimes they do want something like that. Sometimes they just want to be healthy. Yeah. You know, sometimes they just want to, if it's something like I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not good enough, whatever, then it's very easy to turn that around and say, you are enough, you are significant, you do matter, all those things. And by reinstalling those beliefs several times over the following month, you know, it becomes more and more natural and more and more normal to feel and think that way, which then affects your behaviour. With the physical things like asthma, um, before the session, I ask lots of questions. And so I say to them, you know, how does your life look? in a week, in three weeks, in three months, in six months, in 12 months. What is your life? Tell me, describe to me your life. How does it look now that you no longer have asthma? So what you does ask it let them you do? before you see them? Before so, I see them. So many people would not be able to visualise their life, particularly if it's something, a physical thing that they've had for a long time. They would struggle to visualise their life in the future, wouldn't they? So I get whatever information I can before I see them. And then in the session, now that they've had a glimpse of what it looks like without, how it feels like without, Mm. then I say, now what does your life look like? Now how does it feel? What do you want to be able to do? Yeah, so now they're in hypnosis. So the constraints that they would have when they're conscious have just shifted. Mm. So by the end of the session, I've got about six pages of notes <laughs> and I've got paper all over the floor. <laughs> and then when I'm doing that recording, I'm using their words yeah, because their mind will accept their words much more easily than my words. And I'm trying to make it as descriptive, as, you know, colourful, as, as big and imaginative, as creative as I possibly can so that their mind latches onto it, so their Mm -hmm. mind gets excited by it. So it looks like something they really want and they're really attracted to. And the more they hear it, the more it becomes reality. So so if they can't imagine life without asthma, about halfway through the session, they usually start to get an inkling of what it might look like. Right. Or they start out looking at their friends who don't have asthma. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to walk up a hill without, I want to not have to use my ventilator. During a session, that becomes much more real mm. because they can imagine what that looks like. They can kind of feel what that looks like. So then I get more words about how it is, how it looks, how it feels, what their life looks like. And then it's repetition. So in that recording, when I'm making the recording, I'm using their words, I'm using their imagery, I'm using their what they want and making it in the present now so it starts to feel like it's happening now. Like when you watch a movie and you're crying because you're in the movie. Well, with this I'm using the words so they can imagine that it's happening now. Mm -hmm. And then it's much easier to step into that person that no longer has asthma or no longer has acne or no longer has, you know, baldness. (laughs) <laughs> and, and so it's not just physical it's emotional because i know that you you've actually worked with my son um to help him with his year 12 exams um and he's still kind of going through his 30 days of listening to um his, his recording so you're working on all different things aren't you actually share the story about the baseball team your, your uh, troy's baseball team <laughs> this is amazing well my son my son troy has wanted for years. He his his big dream is to be an MLB player. So he wants to go and play for the Boston Red Sox. And I would never say it to him, but I think he needs to put a lot more training in. <laughs> <laughs> but he always wanted to be really good at baseball and he was always a little bit uncoordinated. And after I finished my training in RTT, he said to me, Mum, would you make me a recording? And he didn't want to do the whole session he just wanted a recording so his first recording was all about at that time he wanted to be a catcher so it was all about being a catcher and I looked up Google for all the you know characteristics of great baseball players and and um, being able to catch a ball you know on the fly being able to throw accurately being able to hit flat and all these things and his baseball in that one season he actually, for the first time ever, he made it into the rep team. He stopped wanting to be a catcher because 
there were other positions that he preferred. He caught the most amazing balls in that season last year. So he was last year's most improved player. Um, and then when he was in the rep team, I offered to go and do a talk. Did you want this bit as well? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I offered to go and do a talk to the rep team and I thought I'd be torn to shreds by all these 14-year-old boys. And he was terrified. Mum, what are you going to say? What are you going <laughs> to do, you know? <laughs> so I got there and I talked all about mindset and how the words that we say to ourselves, you know, affect everything, affect our body and affect our playing. And, and I did some muscle testing with the kids, you know. I'm a loser and they all got really weak and I'm such a great player and they all got really strong. And um, he was very proud because on the way home, you know, he was getting texts from team members going, that was awesome. It was like, oh, mum, you did a great job. <laughs> <laughs> but the most exciting thing, you know, the team got to the, the state finals, which was really exciting. But for him, the most exciting thing was that he got from, you know, just playing on the weekend and, and just managing to get by to actually getting into the rep team and being recognised as a good player and, and, you know, this year he's just going from strength to strength. So it's really exciting. <laughs> it's amazing what happens when we change our minds about ourselves, isn't it? Absolutely. Because we Absolutely. all have these, you know, thoughts about ourselves. Actually, it's interesting because I, I was just a, a, something that came to me this morning that I just wrote down and you actually have just said it. Nothing has any meaning except for the meaning that we give it. And that's mm -hmm. exactly what happens is things happen in our lives and we give it a meaning. We yeah, give it absolutely. a story mm -hmm. instead of just it happened. But we give it a story, we attach an emotion to it and then we hold on to that. And for some people they could hold on to that hurt and that pain for years, but the majority of their life. And it affects them on all levels. It affects them down to the cells, physical, emotional, spiritual. It continues to affect them yeah. until they change the story. Yeah. And they go back yeah. and say, and actually just change the story. And that's yeah. all it takes is changing the story. But it's so hard. It it's so hard, hard because it's been part of us. You know, that yeah. story is part of who I am. That story is the story of me. So... You know, we, we resist change. We resist. It's hard work to change sometimes, you know. And that's it the is. other thing, you know, this is a shortcut. RTT is a, is a shortcut to changing your mind because it gives you the, because you can access the subconscious and in that subconscious mind you can give it a new story, the story that you want to tell it. So you're obviously based on the northern beaches in Sydney, just where I am. Um, but you don't do all, you don't just work face to face. You do this all via Skype too, don't you? So people can work with you anywhere. Zoom. Absolutely. That's right. Yes. Zoom. We're on Zoom now. Okay. <laughs> I've done, um, let me think, where have I done sessions? I've done a session in America. I've done two sessions in New Zealand, Byron Bay, Melbourne, the north of England, up near Leeds. So, I have the only to say, constraint is the time, is that just the time differences, isn't it? It's just yeah. working out a suitable time between us and the rest of the world. So you can do yeah. this all online. When people are doing it online, do they need to do anything different or if they just what, find a quiet place or how, how different is it working online as opposed to working face-to-face? -face? Um, it's almost the same. When you come and work face-to-face, -face, I actually touch you. So I'll go, you know, I'll touch your, face, your forehead or your arm or something. Obviously, via Zoom, we can't do that. Mm -hmm. What they have to do is find themselves a quiet room where they won't get interrupted. So I did have a person in an office and someone came in and, you know, it was, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so they need a quiet room where they won't be interrupted by children or pets or other working people. Um, and I need to be able to see their hands because one of the things that I do you count down, you know, to go into hypnosis, we count down steps or you walk into a pool or whatever it is. And then it's called a deepener. It's just a way of, it's all about suggestion. And once your mind can accept one suggestion, it's easier to accept the next suggestion. So then I say something like, you know, imagine you've got a magnet in the palms of your hands. Imagine the magnets pulling your hands closer and closer and closer together. When they come together, you'll drop your hands. So I need to be able to see them see their hands so that I know to go on to the next part. Um, sometimes I turn my camera off because, 
they're lying there with their eyes closed or sitting with their eyes closed so they're not looking at me and it gives me a better internet connection um <laughs> i have had to i have done one session on the phone with no camera because my internet just kept dropping out <laughs> dropping out and um and even on the phone it was successful so <laughs> so you can be hypnotized anywhere you can <laughs> so and actually i mean you know you can learn how to do it for yourself so um i've started doing that sometimes in a difficult situation you know if, if i don't want to be somewhere i can just kind of you know, if you're about to have an injection, I hate injections, really hate injections. <laughs> it's like, no, this doesn't hurt. This is fine. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. And I truly now am absolutely fine. <laughs> so if someone wants to work with you or want to find out a little bit more about RTT, where do they go? Oh, they can look on the on my website. They can search um, so my website, website is shantherapy.com.au. Um, if they want to find out more about the actual RTT, they can go and look up Marissa Peer, Marissa with one S, Peer, P-E-E-R, um, or Rapid Transformational Therapy. There's loads of information um, about her and about the RTT, um, my website. Or, of course, they can always phone me up or send me an email. And you're on Facebook. And I'm on Facebook. And you on Insta? Uh, sometimes <laughs> and linkedin is even more sometimes <laughs> facebook you'll find her on facebook she's I'm on facebook facebook. Yeah. <laughs> facebook messenger and yeah don't email her because she's really bad with her emails <laughs> maybe I get you need to some I... rtt on that one well do you know have you noticed i've been getting a bit better yes i have actually noticed you getting a bit better <laughs> That's because I'm getting better at my systems and processes <laughs> and my admin. <laughs> oh, dear. So I'll put all the links in the show notes. So for those of you who are looking at the website, everything will be there so you can just click it through. If not, just Google Shan Withnell. You'll find her. She's there. She's the only Shan Withnell I've ever been able to find. So she's pretty easy to find. Just look with a big smiling face. <laughs> And just before we go, have you got one or two pieces of wisdom that you want to share with our listeners today? Ooh. Share your wisdom, wise My woman. Wisdom. I think, you know, if you find yourself in a hard spot or you're a bit stuck, I think the most, one of the easiest things in the world to do is to go and be outside. Go and stand outside, sit outside, spend some time with your feet on the ground and breathe. I always say just take a deep breath. Mm. Take another deep breath. And allow that space and time for your own wisdom to come in because you have all the answers. You've got all the answers right inside you, in your heart, in your head, your higher self. It's there. You just really need to stop take a breath and let it come and trust it i think that's the other thing when you get the answer trust it i mean i'm so guilty of you know oh, i need another sign give me a sign is this the right one you know and eventually they go well we've given you five that's enough <laughs> well on that note i want to thank you thank you so much for your time thank you so much for your <laughs> friendship i love you beyond all measure Oh, and I love you too. <laughs> and just share, thank you for sharing your wisdom today. And, you know, not just about RTT, but just for who you are. And thank you for being who you are in the world because it is definitely a better place for you being in it and you're a better place for being in my oh. world, regardless of what happens with the rest of the world. I only care, care about my world. No. So thank you so much for your time today. And I hope our listeners really enjoyed hearing what we had to say and what Shan shared with us today. If you did enjoy it, please feel free to leave your comments, let us know and message Shan if you want to know more. Connect with her on Facebook. She was always sharing some really interesting um, tidbits <laughs> on Facebook. Um, so, yeah, so thanks, everyone, for listening. Until next time, my heart to yours, infinite love and gratitude. Bye for now. Thank you. So it's Angela, I'm back again. What did you think of that conversation? 
Isn't Shan just absolutely beautiful? She has such a gentle and healing energy about her. And as I said, her smile just lights up the room whenever she walks in. Now I've been speaking to Shan and she said she would like to offer anybody who is interested in her packages, her RTT packages, she's offering you a 10% discount. All you need to do is tell her that you heard her on this podcast. So if you're interested in finding out a little bit more about what Shan does, visit her website, which is Shan Therapy, C-S-H-A-N-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com.au. So Shan Therapy, pop over there. You can make a booking and just tell Shan that Angela sent you and you heard her on my podcast and she will give you that discount. Now that discount is valid up until January 2020. Can you believe we're almost reaching 2020? And speaking of almost getting to 2020, I would just like to take a couple of minutes to talk to you and share with you the Embrace program. Now, if you've been struggling with your weight, if you experience different symptoms that are often associated with menopause, so um, not just weight gain, but also body aching, hot flushes, maybe fatigue, whatever it is you're feeling. If you would like to feel great in 2020 to start the new decade feeling absolutely fantastic, my brand new Embrace program is launching in the beginning of December. Now this is a group program. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the work that I've been doing one-on-one with women and I'm bringing it into group. Mainly because I love working with groups of women and also because I know that with a group of other women who are supporting them and holding them accountable. So I wanted to really create a nice safe space for women to step into not only 2020 but into the next stage of their life and feel and look great. So if you've got a few kilos to to lose that you're struggling to you know get rid of them and it's really really hard you're not sure what to eat and whatever you've been doing hasn't been working and you find yourself feeling tired and feeling just absolute blah, then that's a technical term, blah, then why not visit my website, which has got so much more information in it. So if you go to the, this is the link, bit.ly, so B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash embrace, E-M-B-R-A-C-E underscore online o-n-l-i-n-e bit.ly forward slash embrace online if you go there you will find all of the information of everything that's included we are kicking off in the first week in december and i'd love to see you there so until next week when i will be back with another wise woman's conversation from my heart to yours infinite love and gratitude bye for now